Hello, hello there. My name is Murray. I'm accompanied by my co-host, Corey. We are The Real Guys, and this is The Real Show with two ears. We are coming to you today on a very wonderful 17th of February, and this will be coming out to your ears and around about Saturday and the 19th kind of time. So, however, you can find us on all your places you get your podcasts. That's Amazon, Google, and uh, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find us, you can listen to us. We're there. And you can also contact us at the... uh, Real Show on Twitter at the Real Show FM and on Instagram at Real Show FM as well. However, I'm accompanied by my co-host Corey. As always, how are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Excellent, nice to hear it. And our topic of discussion today is uh, a recent series which we've both watched. Very recent Correct. series. Correct. And we we always uh, we always seem to uh, seem to come back to this eventually. And we're coming back. We're coming back to it's it's Disney Plus. And it's the book of Boba Fett, the newest live-action Star Wars series. Yeah, which, like you said, we always, we always come back to Star Wars. I wonder why. Yeah, are you excited, Corey? Um, yes, yes and no. I feel like I feel like we're gonna have some some uh, agreeing opinions and agreeing maybe opinions diff- and, and differing and maybe opinions. some differing opinions as well. Right. Well, before we get before we get started, can I ask you a question? What is your question? Okay, okay. You can ask me if I know who Boba Fett is. Well, no, you. I imagine you do know who Boba Fett is. I do Fett know is. who Boba Fett is. I mean, we watched the holiday special together. You'd know who Boba Fett is after that. Yeah, exactly. Right. And obviously you've seen Return of the Jedi. I've seen Return of the Jedi. You know yeah. the fet of Boba You know the fate of Boba Fett. I was about to say the, <laughs> the fet, fet of, of Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. You know the fet of Boba Fett. <laughs> the fet of Boba Fett. Do you not? Yes, I know all about all about all. I can't. No, I can't speak. It's your no, fault. Yeah, I'm passing it on to you. I know all about the pit. Excellent, the Sarlacc pit. pit, the pit of Carcoon. He's in there. Yes, he gets out. So it is indeed. we're gonna we're gonna discuss about some of the uh, episodes. This is a two-parter. It is so because there's seven episodes. We either do the first four or the first five, or we do Max. just all of it in varying levels for two yes. weeks. What would you prefer? Uh, I well, to be fair. It's probably going to be one case where we just kind of talk and then we see what happens in 40 minutes. Yeah, okay, fair enough. See how far we get. How far we get. Well, let's get, let's get kicked off. By... What was your question, by the way? Oh, my question? My, my question, in fact, was um, actually about the order of episodes, how we should do it. Oh, okay. It was about, like, well, we can offer for our real rating, because I know we cover the real rating, Corey. Ah, yes, that's a good point, yes. Do we give I, it I episode by episode, or do we give it... As a as a whole, ooh. Or do we not what even we give f- it? Do we not even give it a real re- rating this episode? Or do we give it a real rating was, next episode. That's what I was going to mention because if we're covering it, if we're finishing it off next week, technically the next week should be right for, for real rating. But I kind of feel like we should be giving ratings for something next episode. Okay. Well, what obviously, we bad batch. Did we do an episode? We didn't do an episode for episode, did we? No, we we just did it for an, uh, the entire series, I think. Yeah, we did. So for the first episode, we get the first episode rating. Right. So we do this. We give the first episode a rating here, and then the whole series next week. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um. Well, to kick things off, this began actually at the mm. end of Mandalorian season two, if you can remember. Yes, which is a great start for me. 
It is, because you haven't seen Mandalorian Season 2. No, which is going to okay. be a recurring theme with my review of this. Right, well, <laughs> in the end of Mandalorian Season 2, we see that Boba Fett had returned to Tatooine mm. uh, after we realised that he survived in Mandalorian Season 2. Um, he returns to Tatooine, he goes to Jabba's palace, Bib Fortuna is there, and um, he goes with Fennec Shand, his sort of uh, assassin companion, and... She takes out the guards, and Fett walks in in his armor, and Boba Fett, and Bib Fortuna is like, um, "Oh, Boba, I'm so glad you're back!" You know, and Boba just shoots him in the chest and throws him off nice. the, the throne and takes the throne back. He owns uh, Jabba's palace, and or Boba's palace now, and yes. Fennec sort of takes a seat beside him, and they're going to become the new. He's the new crime boss of of Tatooine. Okay, and this is a story about him. This is a story about him. For the first five episodes, um, even though I don't, I don't think they're the first four episodes, <laughs> um, and this is still be a story about Boba Fett. So, and it definitely was for the early goings. Now I know I'm sure next week we'll talk about the sort of change the series embarks yes. on. Um, but for the first four episodes, I thought it was a very nice contained story about Boba Fett, mm. and. The first episode, episode one, Stranger in a Strange Land, chapter yes. one, I should call it, uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez, who's, you know, Spy Kids. Are you a fan of Robert Rodriguez? Uh, I think I think all I've seen is Spy Kids. You've seen Spy Kids? <laughs> I have seen Spy Kids. I think I've have seen Spy seen Kids. Have you seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl? No. Okay. Well, that's also Spy Kids hit. I'm thinking of? Yeah, Spy Kids. Is that a thing with a giant thumbs? Or is that something else? I, I can't really answer that question. <laughs> I don't is know. It, there are giant. Is it like Food of the Madman Help Us Save Us? Is that Spy Kids? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I've, not, I've not seen Spy Kids in a while. I'm going to have to Google this now. Okay. Well, I'll just keep talking. Yes, keep talking. Um, we have this episode, John Favreau Returns for Writing, and it was released on December 29th, 2021. And I remember watching it. I remember having a very good time. Uh, the first thing we get is Boba Fett is escaping from the Sarlacc. Oh, I guess his hand comes out. That's a very famous sort of art piece, I believe. I am thinking um, of the right thing. Okay. It is for Giant Thumbs. Okay, good. Giant Thumbs and Spy Kids. Yes. Right. So we have Boba Fett is escaping from the Sarlacc pit that swallowed him like five mm-hmm. years ago in Return of the Jedi. Yep. And Boba comes Wars. out. He, he's crawling. Yep. He's Everyone crawling survives. Out. Yep. Every, well, when you, that's a rule in Star Wars. The rule in Star Wars often is, if you don't see the dead body, they're not dead. They're not dead. Yeah. That's the, if you don't see them get so obviously killed that they must be dead, Yeah. then they aren't dead. It's, it's, always, it's always like going down a hole, though. Like Darth Maul goes down a hole, he's alive. Yeah. Emperor um, goes down a hole. Emperor, yeah, Emperor goes down a hole, he's alive. He's alive, yeah. <laughs> I think when you go down a hole in Star Wars, you're pretty much all right. Yeah, you're fine. As far as I can tell. So, Boba Fett escapes from the hole, he comes out from um, the Sarlacc pit, and immediately he's just robbed by Jawas. Yes. Because that has to happen for, for Cobb Vanth to get, you don't understand, but, but Cobb Vanth had Boba Fett's armour. Right. He's a, but Cobb Vanth is a character from uh, The Mandalorian Season 2, and a character from the Aftermath books uh, before mm-hmm. then, uh, from the novels, who uh, turned up in Mandalorian Season 2 and has, the, and has Boba Fett's armour, because he bought it from, bought it from the Jawas. Right. So the Jawas have to take off Boba Fett's armor. They they just strip him of his armor and, and run away, and then he's taken by the Tusken Raiders. So the both indigenous uh, species of of Tatooine yes. take him, 
and the Tuscans come. What it, what it reminded me of, do you remember, you know, Battlefront 2 2005? The original one. Yeah, when you yeah, play yeah. Jowers versus Tuscan Raiders. Yes. On Moss Eisley, I remember that. The Jowers would have like ra- would have like rail guns, like electricity yeah, yeah. guns, right, wouldn't they? They'd have like electricity guns and the Tuscan Raiders would have their uh, their slug thrower sniper rifles. Yes. And you'd do Tuscan Raiders versus Jowers, that's what it reminded me of. Anyway, um, the Tuscan Raiders take him on their Banthers and mm-hmm. they ride in single file to hide their numbers, you see. So you never know how many Tuscan Raiders there are. So they, they, they're carrying him to the camp. And then we find out that five years later, after Boba Fett has taken Jabba's palace, he's in the back to the tank. And you know what a back to the tank is? It's like the healing yeah, yeah. water, you know? Yes. Luke, Luke's in one in Empire Strikes Back. He is. Um, you can have like back to packs that like heal you. You can have back to spray that heals you as well. It's like, a, it's like a healing, you know, healing water. <laughs> anyway, um, Fett's in the back to tank and Fennec Shand, who is his sort of assassin played by Ming-Nan Wen, who does a great job here, by the way. Everyone's on real top form. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm a big Ming-Nan Wen, Ming-Nan Wen fan. She just never ages that woman, you know. Uh, I, 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 I will give it that. For, for casting in this is very good. Yeah, very good casting. So... They they're receiving tributes from the local the local crime bosses. Uh, mm. A, a, a or a class I say Clatuinian, Clatuinian is often the pronunciation of it. He's the guy with the big like fleshy folds on his face, you know. Yeah. Um, the Clat the Clatuinian, uh, the Aquilish, who is from uh, uh, A New Hope. They're from A New Hope. They're an original species, the Aquilish. Uh, they're also from. Are they from the? They're in, I think they're in the prequel somewhere. I don't know. I think there's like an Aquilish on the Separatist Council or something like that. Yeah. So there is actually Poe Nudo is his name. I remembered his name. <laughs> his name's Poe Nudo. He's on the Separatist Council. He's an Aquilish. Testing your um, Star Wars knowledge here. Yeah, exactly. And the the Aquilish are also in this series, and they're they're the crime bosses as well. And then we have the Trandoshans. I was like, oh, let me tell you something. When I saw that Trandoshan guy, I was like, I was thinking. They could do two things with this because those Trandoshan suits look really good, don't they? Yes. yes. Lizard heads—they look—they look fantastic. They have the practical effects are second to none. So I was mentioned this before dude. with our love of practical effects. Yeah, exactly. We have a big love of practical effects here on the new show. So I saw those Trandoshan suits. And I thought, wow, you know what they could do with those? They could get Bosk in this, right? True. Because with those amazing Trandoshan suits, the eyes move, the, you can see the teeth, you know, moving around. And like, the mouth's moving really well with the words. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. You could really have Bosk, you could do Bosk really easily in this. Mm. You just take one of those Trandoshan suits, make him a bit taller, put him in a yellow jumpsuit, give him a gun, he's Bosk. You know? <laughs> that's all you need, right? That's all you need. But, but unfortunately, Bosk never shows up. Spoilers. <laughs> we never get Bosk. I'm um, kind of surprised by that, to be honest. I am as well. I was dead surprised. We never get any of like, a bar from like a couple. We never get any sort mm. of original series bounty hunters. We don't get any Dengar. We don't get any Bosk. We don't get any. I think I think IG88, Forlom, and Zuckus are all dead at this point in time. Yeah. So we wouldn't really get them. Um, Bosk was on the sail barge when it exploded. Apparently, well, he was in Return of the Jedi. He was in Return of the Jedi. He was on the sail barge. We don't know whether that was Bosk or they were just a Trandoshan. But yeah, it looked like Bosk. 
So people are saying it's Bosk. Um, so we don't know whether Bosk survived like uh, like Bib Fortuna did, because Bib Fortuna was on the sail barge as well, but he managed to survive. Because in in Legends, in the old canon, before Disney, you know, bought bought Lucasfilm and they established canon or whatever, in Legends, Bib Fortuna did survive. Because there was an extra, there was an extra skiff at the back of the sail barge, an, an escape skiff, which Boba, which sorry, which um, Bib Fortuna took to escape, and then obviously Boba Fett came out the Sarlacc. But Boba Fett came out the Sarlacc with Dengar's help. Obviously, Dengar's nowhere to be seen here. No, he's not. So, anyway, that's a, that's a little slice of history about that. But yeah, we don't get any Bosk in this. We don't get any Dengar, which is a bit of a shame. But obviously, there's only so much. There's only so many recognisable people you can throw in, you know. That's the thing. It's a big. It's like a big soup, and yeah. too many cooks do spoil the broth. <laughs> so, throwing Dengar, throwing Bosk. Anyway, continuing on, we have uh, two Gamorian guards. He's given these two Gamorian guards who work for Jabba, uh, but they refuse to sort of give up. So, like, oh, we'll serve the new, the new crime boss, which is Boba. Hmm. Then he goes into town. He goes into town, yes. and. He meets Gossip Gossip Whip, Gossip Whip, um, and she's a she's played by Jennifer Beals, and she is a, a Twi'lek. So even though she doesn't have an accent, normally Twi'leks have French accents, which really? is established. Apart from Bib Fortuna, who doesn't have a French accent, <laughs> but he's probably been on Tatooine so long that he doesn't. Or the there was that, or there was the major domo of the mayor who doesn't have a, a French accent, but he was um, educated on Coruscant, so. He doesn't have one. Another is Gossip Whip. But the two people, the two, the, the yellow, I say the yellow one, um, the yellow and green Twi'leks who um, work for Gossip Whip do have French accents. So. Is there a reason why they have French accents? Um, it's Star Wars. People have British accents, people have American accents. Someone's <laughs> an Australian. Um, it's just regions of the galaxy, I guess. And people from Ryloth, Twi'leks from Ryloth have French accents. Or Hera. Hera did have a French accent when she was on Ryloth, and then she probably grew out of it, because in Rebels, she doesn't have a French accent. She has an American one. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, outside the Sanctuary, which is like a cantina in Mos Espa, mm-hmm. uh, obviously Mos Espa looks much different than it does in um, Attack of the Clones. In Attack of the Clones, they go to, uh, Anakin and Padme go to Mos Espa, and it looks much different. It looks much uh, more like just a, you know, Tatooine light, basically. Like a, like a Moss Eisley light. Yeah. Just like, you know, big hang- hangers and, and <laughs> big sandy buildings. But here, it's like Moss Espa's like this big sprawling city in, the, in a crater with huge, like, huge canyon walls and, and, like, plateaus around the top and a massive spire building, you know, all like that, you know. Mm. Yeah, it looks like it was... It was based off, I found this out later after the series, but it was actually based off concept art for Moss Espa that Episode 2 didn't use. Oh, okay. So it's highly logical that the place in Episode 2 where Anakin and Padme go is Moss Espa, but it's just like one of the bits at the top. And we don't see okay. the bit in the canyon. We don't see yeah. the bit in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the crater. We don't see that section. So that but it's nice that Star Wars loves doing that. Star Wars loves taking a bit of old concept art that no one used, you know, 20 years ago, however long, 15 years ago, and making it useful for today, which is something mm. that Star Wars does all the, t- all the time, all the time. But we have somebody in the sanctuary. Someone's there, aren't they? 
Correct. Max Rebo's there. Max Rebo is there. Max Rebo, the famous <laughs> blue elephant. Yes. The famous Ortolonian. Aut- I don't know. I think he's an Ortolonian, Ortolian, whatever he is. He's a blue elephant, right? Yes. That's he... what I call it, just blue elephant. I'd yeah, blue it. elephant. And he plays the keyboard. Yes, he's on exactly. the key- he's on the he's tickling the ivories. He's on the keyboard and he's accompanied by a Biff who people are saying is fingering Dan. <laughs> you know who fingering Dan is? Is that his name? Yeah, that's his name, fingering Dan. He's the he's the head um instrument musician, I should call him. He's the I was about to say he's the head instrument player. No, he's the head musician of Fingering Dan and the Modal Nodes, which is the cant- which is the Mos Eisley Cantina band. Which is the Charman's Cantina band, you know. Oh, okay. Do, 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 I do, do, thought Max Rebo was had his own band. Yeah, Max Rebo did have his own band. So what Max happened Rebo to them? Had the Max Rebo band. What happened to them? Uh, they all died on the on the, on the sail barge. Oh. They all died on the sail barge, but everyone knows that Max Rebo will always survive. <laughs> Max Rebo always makes it out, which is I think is true in Legends as well. Oh, okay. That Max Rebo does survive. Um, but yeah, Max Rebo is. Um, he survives. He survives that. I don't know why people are just attached to this guy. <laughs> Max Rebo is what in Return of the Jedi for like five minutes. Yeah. And you know this is Star Wars. This is Star Wars as a whole. I don't know why I'm surprised. This is Star Wars as a whole because what happens in Star Wars very often is that people will be in there for five minutes and then we'll get like so much lore, so much. Um, explanation around this one guy who's in there for five minutes yeah around max rebo who i can tell you if you want it would you like some information about max rebo perhaps oh have you got some you got some facts yeah sure um facts rebo. Got, fa- <laughs> you did not you did not just say that <laughs> yeah some facts rebo do you want some facts rebo there's a fact rebo okay facts rebo um i was right facts rebo facts rebo max rebo is um, an an Autolin from the planet Auto, and he's a jizz whaler. Right. You heard me right. He is a jizz whaler. Um, You know what a jizz whaler is? Is that the name for people who play that instrument? Yes. It's a name for for a style of music. It's like jazz. Oh, okay. So he's a a famous jizz whaler, and he plays the Red Ball Jet Organ, which is his keyboard, probably. Yeah. and he's head of the Max Rebo band. And yeah, who would afford the, it, considering the band is his name? Yeah, the, the band's named after him. So he's a part of the Max Rebo band. <laughs> and the Max Rebo band contains, shall I read off some band members, perhaps? Um, Go for it. Okay. Um, the, the Max Rebo band is it's a 12 piece band headed off by Max Rebo. Yeah. Um, it was originally called in Legends, um, Eva Orbus and his Galactic Jizz Whalers. Who's Eva uh, Orbus? Uh, I think he's the guy that owned the band before him. Oh, okay. Before Max Rebo. Right. Um, so, and they performed such hits as Lapty Neck and Jedi Rocks. Right. Right. So, we have some members of the band. We have, obviously, Max Rebo. He's on the organ. Uh, we've yep. got Side Snootles. Size Neutrals is is one of the singers. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, Droopy McCall, and yes, that's his real name. Uh, we've got um, backing backing singers: um, Ristol Sant, uh, Griata Jedawananian, 
Great. And Lin Mi. Huh. And um, we have also some uh, fellow musicians. We have this is a this is a name and a half, right? We have um, rap rapot Wanala Tony Tiv Tololtong. Do you know okay. him? Funny enough, I did not. Okay, and then we have we have Barquin Dan as well. Yep. And we have my favourite member, Joe Yowser. Joe Yowser. Joe Yowser. And if you don't know, um, Joe Yowser is is the is um, actually a yuzen, which is a uh, which is a reference which is actually referenced in the Book of Boba Fett. Because when, oh, okay. when they've captured, when they captured the major domo of, of the mayor, and they're keeping him in the palace, um, Boba Fett says to Fennec Shand, "Oh, have you, are you in, are you interrogating him?" And Fennec Shand is like, "Yeah, he's singing, he's singing like a yuzum, and okay. a yuzum is what Joey Alzer is, and Joey Alzer is a singer." So, however, yuzum is not to be confused with yuzum, right? Which is a different species. Great. There's yuzem and yuzum. Thank you, Star Wars. Joe Yowser is a Yozem, which is like a, it's like a kind of like a, like a fuzzy bug kind of thing. Right. Like a bug man with a big nose, um, and big and a big mouth, and a Yozum is like a, is like a, like a Bigfoot type, you know, right. big hairy monkey type alien. Okay. With big claws and big paws, you know. Don't confuse them. Yes. So anyway, away from the Max, the Fax Rebo, yes. away from Max Rebo, um, he's in this. He is. And he's given time, he's given a mention, you see him in the background, and he's there, he's playing his, he's playing his, um, he's playing his jet ball, red ball organ, he's, he's, he's tickling the ivory, singing away, and they actually do, they play a remix of the, uh, of Mad About Me, which is the, um, the cantina song. They play it in sort of a high key at the start. Nice. And if you notice, unfortunately, spoilers, everybody. Obviously, this video <laughs> will contain spoilers. We'll probably say spoilers. Yes. Uh, spoilers. When the sanctuary is blown up by the Pike Syndicate, uh, Max Rebo isn't there, so he does survive. <laughs> so I don't know maybe he knew the, he knew he's the like, entire time. He's like the Star Wars equivalent of like Mothman. Mothman. Yeah, you know, you know Mothman, don't you? What Mothman the 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 creepy pasta? Well, the um whatever it's called. The crypto. Uh... Yes. Well, like he appears, and then whether he appears, danger happens. Oh, nice. Okay. That's what Max Rebo is. Whether Max Rebo is at some point, it's gonna like blow up, or something's gonna happen. Yeah. But he won't be Max, there. He's, he's like cursed. <laughs> yeah, he won't be there. <laughs> Something bad will happen, but he won't be there. No. You know. So. Um... Yeah, the, the cryptozoological creature Mothman is basically yes. uh, basically Max Rebo. So yeah. even though Max Rebo is a blue elephant. So <laughs> we have, yes, um, Max Rebo just, he always survives. He always comes back around. Can't so, wait for him to appear in, a, in like the Obi-Wan series or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's on Tatooine as well. <laughs> yeah, it'd, it'd, be nice, it'd be nice to see Max Rebo in that. They've got the, they've got the puppet. They've got the, the model. So Put him in everything. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Even if you're not on Tatooine, you're just working there now, you know. So we have um, obviously great. I don't know why we spent ten minutes talking about Max Rebo, but <laughs> yeah, he's a highlight of the show. Obviously. He is a real highlight. So 
then across episode one, um, across episode one of the series, they take their helmets to clean them, the people in the sanctuary, mm. and they fill up Boba's helmets full of coins. Yeah. Obviously, he can't use it when the fight comes around. When the fight comes around, they're ambushed by by mercenaries, by assassins, and Fennec Shan does a bit of parkour, does a bit of kung fu, karate, and mm. manages to disable, take out the assassins, take them out. And Boba also rockets the guy, and the man explodes, which I thought was cool. Mm. So I could just like you know how um, Darth Vader says to Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back, he says, "No, no disintegrations." And Boba Fett yes. says, "As you wish." Um, but then they, we can see why Boba Fett can disintegrate people with his rockets. With rockets, disintegration rockets, and we also see the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian has a pulse rifle that can disintegrate people. So Mandalorian's good at that. Anyway, Boba gets a bit hurt during the fight, and his Gamorreans take him off to the back to tank to heal him up. And then, um, so we get periods of flashbacks throughout the first three or four episodes. Yeah, we get periods of flashbacks where we see Boba Fett with his Tusken Raider family, with his with the people who capture him, because he goes out like one of the young Tusken Raiders takes him out to the desert where he sees some uh, some Nikto aliens uh, stealing some water from people and riding away on speeder bikes, right? Yes. So they they see that, and then they're digging. They're digging for things called black melons, which have yes. been seen in Canada before. They were in uh, the comics, I think, and they have water in them. They have like valuable, you know, liquids in them or whatever. And Boba has to like dig for them with this Rodian guy who's who's voiced by Sam Witwer, who who voices Darth Maul in the Clone Wars and voiced him in Solo. So. Nice to see, and also that Rodian model has had like has been in everything. <laughs> I don't know whether that's the same Rodian from the Mandalorian because there was an orange Rodian in that as well. But I think that orange Rodian was the same one in Solo, but that orange Rodian got killed by the Mandalorian. He got he, she got pulse rifled. I mean, it probably it's probably the so same I one. Don't know, but yeah, but that man, but that Rodian's dead. It it it's going to be it's be the same model. It's, have a it's name. the same model. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same practical model, but it might be a different <laughs> a different orange rodeo. Anyway, um, while they're digging, they get attacked by a big sand creature who's called the Behemoth. That's its name. I initially thought it was a young crate dragon, but crate dragons course, don't look yes. like that. Of course, yes. I mm-hmm. crate same dragon, wavelength. Crate dragons are just long, long yeah. dragon. It didn't look like a dragon either. I don't think it like a big centaur under the sand. Yeah, with a with like a with six arms. It walks on two sets of arms and has two arms for picking up people. Nice. Um, it attacks the Tuscan Raiders and it attacks Boba, but Boba manages to use his fighting skills and take out take it out with a chain. Um, and then he cuts off its head, and then the little Tuscan Raider um, carries it into the into the camp. Everyone's proud of him. Which I thought was a good moment because in I think this is still established in canon, but to to like become a Tuscan Raider man, a Tuscan Raider boy must like slay a beast, like a crazy mm. dragon or something. So I think that scene is like a rite of passage. It's very much um similar to the story I say similar kind of, uh to the story of the Minotaur. That's what I got from this anyway. Did you? Well well go on. Well, you know, the guy goes and then he rips his head off. That's what he does mm. with the Minotaur. And then he's triumphant. However, the story of the Minotaur ends with the guy's dad dying because he doesn't change a flag. But, you know. Oh, well. 
<laughs> well, Bob, well Boba Fett's dad is dead. We don't get any... Oh. It would have been nice to see Django in this. Uh, yes. We see Camino. We see Camino quite a bit. It's been a good year for Camino. Mm. Because Camino's turned up in Bad Batch. True. Um, Camino had a lot of good time in Bad Batch. And now Camino's in this. So it's a good good, good year for Camino. Um, then we get some. We get to see young Boba Fett as well in a flashback. Because whenever Boba, whenever Boba's in the back to tank, we see flashbacks of his time with the Tuscans. Yes. And we also see flashbacks of him on Camino, you know, watching the Slave One fly away, Django Fett Slave One, um, and you know, Tipoca City, which is the capital of Camino, the sort of city above the above the water, above the waves, because Camino's a, a water planet. Anyway, we we see that. Um, Boba Fett has saved the Tuscan child and uh, defeated the creature, and then we see the the, the tribe's chief, the tribal chief, um, give him a uh, give him a blackmail, give him some water, and he's mm. accepted. He's accepted into the tribe. Now, episode two. Yes, we'll just give we'll just give a bit of a. a, a so we spent a lot of time in episode one. We did brief recap of episode two. <laughs> um, I failed to mention that in episode one, um, we meet the mayor of Mos Espa, who's Mok Shays, who is, um, uh, oh God, why is this species name eludes me? Um, <laughs> Ithorian, that's it, he's an Ithorian. There you go. He's an Ithorian, he's like a hammerhead, you know? Yeah. He's got a big head, big neck with a big hammerhead. And he's an Ithorian, and he uses the translator, that's from the Clone Wars, that's technology from the Clone Wars. Um, a translator, which is sort of fused to his sort of neck flaps, Mm-hmm. And can translate his voice into like a ro- into like a sort of a robotic voice translator, okay. and he's voiced by um, Robert Rodriguez, oh. who is the uh, director. So we have um, they, they meet Mayor Mokshays, but he sort of turns them away, and he he denies he denies that he's hired the assassins because one of the captured the captured assassin um, is like, yeah, it was me. I was hired by the mayor. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't stand up under interrogation. And then Mayor Mokshay says, no, it's not me. Um, and says, oh, you might want to go to the sanctuary because Garza Whip might know. But anyway, yeah. they go to Garza Whip and Garza Whip says, oh, the huts have returned. It's the twins who are Jabba's cousins. They've come back from Hut- from now Hutter, which is the planet where the huts are from. Right. Um, and they've come to, to they, want, they want claim to Jabba's territory. Makes so sense. they come so and they and there's this whole thing about him Boba Fett not arriving with like a, a litter Boba Fett not arriving with like an entourage yes because Boba Fett is like he's the new crime boss but he's not adhering to the crime boss ways like he's not turning up on a big on a big you know on a big uh what do you call that thing when um, you have people carry you oh oh I know what you mean yeah he's not turning up on that yeah, that thing. Um, he's not turning up on one of them, and people know what we mean. People know what we mean. People oh, yeah. are like you're on the shoulders of people who are carrying you on like a big chair, you know. Yes. He didn't arrive on one of them, and people are like, "Oh, you're you're not following the classic the the way you were, of which we're accustomed to, you know, to sort of bow our heads to the huts who always go around like that, you know." And Boba Fett's like, "No, I'm not that kind of." crime boss it's, i want to rule with respect it's called a a, a palanquin apparently oh nice a palanquin you don't go around on a palanquin you know <laughs> and that's not a star wars thing that's just a real life thing yes anyway that's just what it's called anyway uh we have the twins turn up by the way great cgi yeah 
That's, Amazing. Yeah. I thought they were. They looked really, really good. Much better than sort of the the sort of CGI pancake mess that is Jabba the Hutt in New Hope. <laughs> um, they look really, really good. They speak Hutties about. I actually, they they use words that Jabba uses, so they are because I feel like Hutties is like a language now. Yeah, because they use similar words to what Jabba uses in like Return of the Jedi and A New Hope. So it seems like Hutties is more of a tangible language now. It's, it, yeah, it seems like it's getting to that point. Yeah, because in Episode Three, I think. Um, I episode four, whenever the twins turn back up, one of the twins used the word uses because um, they send their their Wookiee bounty hunter Black Crescenton, yes, um, to uh, to assassinate Boba. And when they apologize, one of the I think the pink one says, um, "Oh yeah, sorry, we sent Crescenton to to kill you." And mm-hmm. the word for kill is the same one as Jabba uses in A New Hope when when Han Solo kills Greedo. Yeah, it, to be fair, we probably had. Yeah, probably like a, fr- like a Hutties. Hutties they probably of... meaning to yeah use it more and just not got a chance to use it. Yeah, fair enough. Like a dialect kind of thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, the twins look great. Uh, really good CGI on them. They're really disgusting, which is good yes. for Huts. Yes. Um, I honestly thought they were conjoined. That's can, why yeah. they're called the twins. But I feel like, no, they are separate. They're just wrapped around each other. Yes. Like his tail is around her back and she's got his her tail around his front kind of thing. They're kind of together. They're kind of like, I'm doing like a diagram with my hands, but you can't really see it. Um, they're kind of like sectioned together. Even though uh, when I first saw them, I thought they were like conjoined. That's why they were called the twins. Because they were conjoined. I thought, wow, that's a really interesting concept for a hut. In fact, there's two of them. And they're kind of stuck on the same body. Yeah. But no, apparently that's not. Apparently that's not a. They are separate. They just go around together. Yes. That, yeah. Anyway, and also I feel like all the huts are related anyway. So, you know, <laughs> Dardula the hut is probably alive at this point, and she's like Jabba's aunt, I think, or um, something like that, um, or cousin. I think. I don't know why I'm saying um like I'm going to give you an answer. Yeah, like you're going to give me an answer that isn't that it's the correct answer to what I've said. <laughs> um. But the twins arrive and they're like, "Oh, we want Jabba's territory, and we, we've we want to um, we want to take over." And Boba Fett's like, "No, I'm not. I can't intimidate me." Mm. And then Black Chrysanthemum comes out, who is a real he's a bad Wookiee. He's from he's from the comics as well. He's from the Darth Vader comics. And this is, I think, the first comic character to come to make the transfer to jump to live action. Um, I'll take your word on that. Okay. And Black, he's he's cool, isn't he? He's a big He's a big, hairy, black walkie. He's got a big rifle. He's got some cool armor. Yeah. He's, 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 he's a real standout in this. He thing. is a real standout. Um, we, we like Black Chrysanthemum. Also, more eyes on him. Good for him. Yes. Um, he was kind of a sort of... He wasn't known as, as much before this. Like, sure, maybe Star's character. But he's in the new canon, and people will probably know, you know, someone who's familiar with the comics would know who Black Chrysanthemum is. But now, like, he's, he's, he's in a... Highly rated series on a big platform. I mean, so it's nice the to first see Black time. Santon getting the exposure. It's the first time I've heard of him. Yeah, but it's nice to see him getting the exposure. Mm. Now, and obviously Black Santon turns up. He's got his uh, eyebrow, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to scare you, Boba Fett." Boba Fett's like, "Oh no, I'm not scared of you." Because I've, I've, they've actually worked together. Boba Fett has actually worked with Black Santon in the comics before, so they kind of know each other already. That's why Boba Fett, you know, calls him a gladiator. 
because yes. he knows that, that Black Chrysanthemum was a, previously a gladiator before he became a bounty hunter. So, And uh, Black Chrysanthemum is uh, a mad claw, is what you'd call, because Wookiee society is inherently quite pacifistic. Mm. They'll, only de- they'll only defend themselves if they have to. Yes. So, which is what, you know, the Battle of Kashyyyk was all about. But anyway, um, Wookiees have claws, but they're not supposed to expose them because it's against Wookiee tradition to do so. Um, but Black Chrysanthemum does expose his claws, so he was declared a mad claw and exi- ex- exiled from Wookiee culture. That's how he became a gladiator. And eventually a bounty hunter. Okay. So uh, Black Chrysanthemum is what we call a, a mad claw. So, or a wild claw, whatever it's called. Anyway, he uses claws, you're not supposed to do that in Wookiee, in Wookiee society. Yes. So, and he sounds good as well. He, they, they give him some, they give him some like Chewbacca noises, which we know. Yeah, it makes sense. Sort of new noises where he sounds like where he's like new roars and new sort of shouts and stuff, and that's good to hear as well. Mm. Apart from the classic, you know, Wookie Wookie noises like oh, wrong, 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 kind of noise, you know. Nice. That's an awful impression of Chewbacca. I can do better, but um, not today. Then we have Fett back in the back to tank. He remembers how to how to use his gaffy stick, mm. and, and you don't, if you don't know what a gaffy stick is, it is. Um, it's the long sort of spike weapon that the Tuscans used to, to fight with. And he takes a tree. Is this the one where they give him the dream? Or, yeah, there you go, yeah. They yes. give him a lizard. The lizard goes up into his mouth, into his nose. And, and then he has a vision of being trapped in a tree in water. And he has to break off a branch. And he uses the branch to turn into his gaffy stick. Yes. But then the dream is like, the dream's real. Because he goes off into the desert. Yeah, and then he comes back with the branch, and the and the chieftain is like, "Ah, oh, now you must make your gaffy stick," and he crafts it, and that's what he has in the Mandalorian. In the Mandalorian season two, Boba Fett turns up out of nowhere with a cycle rifle and a gaffy stick in Tuscan Raider robes, and we don't know why. So obviously, this is what this is how this is why yeah, this is the why. story. Yeah. So and he's fighting stormtroopers with his gaffy stick with some efficiency, on on Tython, where him and Fennec Shand are kind of kind of trying to protect. Grogu trying to protect the bait, the the child, um, while Mandalorian sort of makes his way up there, makes his way up to the child to sort of rescue him. We mm. see Boba and Fennec fighting stormtroopers, and Boba is swinging his gaffy stick around, and he and he's knocking knocking out stormtroopers, breaking the faces. You know, he's really effective with that thing. So, like, oh, how do we know? How, how did he learn how to use that? So, initially, the explanation at the time was just Boba Fett's good with any weapon. Well, but yeah. um, now it is we know he was trained by the Tuscans to use it. So. Anyway, that's the first two episodes. Um, and in episode three, I think we might... I don't know how short we are for time, but um, we'll see. Episode three, out of the first two episodes, which one yep. did you like the best? Oh, mm. <sighs> I didn't... First or second? First or second. Oh, I quite like the third one. Okay. Parts of the third one I liked. I didn't like all okay. the third episode. Yeah. I mean, the start is a bit, the start's a bit where we get this water guy, this water baron who comes yeah. and says, oh, water is rare on Tatooine. You must stop all these pesky kids from stealing my water. And then we're met by one of the oddest additions to the series, which are the mods, which is, um, they're like a gang of cyborg teenagers who go around on mopeds, Star Wars speeder bike mopeds. Yeah, and even the girl, the girl has like that that thing where you have loads of rearview mirrors on the front of your on the front of your moped. Do you, do you know about what I'm talking about? I know what you mean. 
has like that has loads of mirrors on the front of a mo on the front of a moped. She has that. I'm like, oh, even though she's probably my favorite one. The guy, I don't, I don't know if I, I'm like the guy <laughs> with the eye. I don't, I don't know if I like him. But the girl with the arm is cool. Anyway, I like her vest. Anyway, um, they're stealing his water, so Boba Fett heads down there, and Boba Fett is like, "You must, you must stop doing this." But the gang's like, "No, we're doing it because we're kind of strike back at the man." Because the man's yeah. charging us too much for his water, and Fett's like, "Oh, I agree with them. You know, they can they can work for me instead of you know going off and and, and nicking stuff." So then, uh, Boba F- is this part where does the train? The train that was in the last episode, right? Yeah, I think so. They do a train job, and Boba Fett and his Tuscans in this flashback stop the train which is being ran by the Pike Syndicate, which is a crime syndicate that uh, was in the Clone Wars. And solo Star Wars story as well. Um, the Pikes initially turned up in the Clone Wars. It's nice to see them in live action. Um, the alien faces don't really translate very well to live action. Mm. Um, but there's this part of them which I like. Their armor still looks very good, very Clone Wars-ish. Um, I don't think they use the Pikes Indicate sort of blasters because the Pikes Indicate have like... Pikes have three, four fingers, I think. And they use these sort of very long sort of curved blasters. But I don't think yeah. they have in this series, but... Anyway, the Fett goes to the boss of the Pikes on Tatooine, and um, the Pike boss says, "Oh, we can't pay the Tuscans. We're we're paying these Nikto speeder bikers. We and we can't pay you." And then Boba Fett's like, "Oh, I'll take care of that for you," you mm. know, um, because he feels like the Pikes are sort of they're peddling spice, which is this, um, which is like a re- which is like a raw drug, which is used to uh, make drugs, but also to make medicine and stuff like that. Um, but people, it's very valuable, is the thing. Spice is very valuable, especially since, like, the collapse of most, you know, criminal industry, especially on Tatooine. That makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. And then his, his dream's interrupted when Chrysanthemum bursts in. He rips open the rips open the back-to-tank and starts having fisticuffs with Boba Fett. Mm. And it was cool to see Boba hold his own, try and use his gadgets. But but Chrysanthemum's too strong. He's beating him up. He's beating him up. He's beating him up. And then everybody has to pile on Chrysanthemum. Like, Chrysanthemum's a threat. Everybody has to pile up on him. The Gamorreans try and take him down. They go rolling down the stairs. Um, the the, uh, the mods try and attack Chrysanthemum. But Chrysanthemum's, like, batting him away. And they're shooting him and stuff like that. Um, one guy makes a horrible decision. They just walk up to Chrysanthemum with a gun. Yeah. And, like, not use the gun at range. Yeah. No idea why. Yeah, no, um, that's a bit of a weird choice there. Yeah, uh, Fennec Shan finally gets the upper hand. She uses her knife, hits the. She, they're like they're like back to Chrysanthemum into the throne room, and she uses the knife. She throws it to the to the button and hits the trapdoor, and then and then Chrysanthemum falls into the rancor pit. Mm. She has no rancor in it, not yet at least. Yes, falls into the rancor pit. Duh, and that's him. He's, they've captured him. So, and then the twins turn back up again the next day. Yes. And say, yeah, sorry, we sent Santa to kill you. We're sorry about that. Um, <laughs> we're leaving. We're now. Thanks for coming, the twins, I guess. Here's your hot dog and your handshake. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no idea why they turned up for two episodes and weren't the actual they, villains. You know why? It's probably because at some point they're going to appear again and it's just like, a, now you know who they are. Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, oh, the Obi-Wan series. Possibly, yeah. Get more hot in that, you know. Jabba's alive at that point in time. They're on Tatooine, you know, get the twins in there. Anyway, 
So that's actually a very good point, actually. Why were the, why were they in there so little? Probably because they're going to be in something else. Yeah, you had a baby in there as well. Yeah, sure. So what happened have... to him? What the um, baby hut? I can't remember the name in uh, Clone Wars. Rotter. Yes. Well, well, well. There's a thing about that. Well, I, I should probably mention, um, but I won't mention it yet. Um, but what we have for what we have for the twins are they turn up and say, "Yeah, we're leaving. We're going back yep. to Nahata." So we don't want any conflict on Tatooine. You know, nobody cares about it anymore now that Jabba's dead. So here you mm. go, here's a rancor. And they give him a rancor, but they give him the best gift of all, Danny Trejo. Yes. Danny Trejo is there. He turns up for one scene. Yeah. Never, not in the rest of the series. Never again. It's Danny Trejo. He's the rancor keeper. Yes. And he's like, oh, the rancor. There is a, there is a bond between you and your rancor. You must, you must imprint on him and the rancor will love you, you know. And El Diablo, you know, that's that's what Danny Trejo. And, <laughs> and Boba Fett is like, ah, I will train the Rancor. I will learn to ride it. And Danny Trejo is like, right, I can teach you. So that's a nice future for them to have. Um, yes. But then they he releases Chris Hunter as well, lets Chris Hunter go. And he goes and Fett, Fett and Shan go into Moth Esper and to, to, to question the mayor. Because the twins say that the mayor is the one who's like causing all this. Yeah. Who's the the territory's been promised to? It's all him. So they go to the mayor's office, but he's not there, and they have to chase down the major domo in his car. I mean, in his speeder, in his land speeder, and <laughs> in his car, in his car. Uh, <laughs> he gets away in his Buick, and <laughs> don't diss the Buick, man. <laughs> the Buick. Imagine if he'd gotten into a Buick. <laughs> If he'd gone into a black Buick and drove away. <laughs> it'd be uh, Star Wars. It'd still be Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and all the mods have to chase them down on their mopeds in the slowest chase I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> They're going at like two miles an hour through city streets. It's like, what it, what it reminded me of, you know when you were a kid? Yes. And you had your push, and you had like a push bicycle. Yes. And when you were driving, when you were going fast on your push bicycle, you'd think you were going fast, but yeah. really you were going like under a mile an hour like 30 feet like not very fast yeah but you'd think you were going really fast but you you weren't it was like that yeah pretty much or like when you're on your push bike as a child and you imagine you're chasing someone but you're going really you think you're going really fast and you're not going fast at all it was like that and i just said that but yeah you did anyway they chase down the major domo and they capture him. He crashes into. He does that classic car chase thing where you swerve and you can't make it around the corner. So you so you hit into like a fruit basket or a fruit yes. or a fruit cart. He smashes into some Meluron fruit from Star Wars Rebels, and he's captured by Boba Fett. But then we see the Pikes are sort of arming up. The Pikes are, are taking control. So the major domo reveals that the mock chase is working with the Pike Syndicate, and then the Pikes arrive in force. Um, and Fett decides to, oh, we've got to, we've got to prepare, for, we've got to prepare for an attack. The the the, the pikes are going to strike back. Mm. So, and that's episode three. Yes. Um, thoughts so far on the series? Where were you at? Where were you at this point? Uh, I mean, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably the, I think the first three, four episodes is probably the high point for me. Really, really. I think. Nice. No, I was enjoying it. I thought it was good. 
normally okay. I'm not a normally I'm not a big um, big uh, advocate of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But I thought at least this time around it was used somewhat well. Yeah, they're telling a good story with the flashbacks, and we'll exactly. come to the sort of we'll come to the we'll come to the conclusion of that. Um, we'll come to the conclusion of that next. Yes. But for now, it is time for it is time for our weekly wrap. I think let's suspend the real rating for next week. Why not? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Let's suspend the rating for this week. Sorry, folks, we're not going to real rating um, any episode this week. We'll give you an entire series rating next week. But for our, I bet you're wondering. I bet you're going to ask me, Murray. What is what it? Is, what is your weekly wreck? What is our weekly wreck? The weekly wreck this week. I was actually going to. I'm actually. I was actually going to make it. Um, Book of Boba Fett. One of the episodes. Oh, okay. I was going to do a self-referential one, but I thought no, I probably shouldn't. So. Marvel is you wondering, is it is it connected to the Book of Boba Fett at all? You're going to ask me, is it connected to the Book of Boba Fett? Well, I was going to ask you, is it connected to Star Wars? It is. It's connected to Star Wars and the Book of Boba Fett. It okay. is. Uh, if you if you're wondering what it is, it is um, it is in fact. Hmm, I've got a choice here. I've got a choice of a couple. I've got oh, a choice okay. of a couple. I've got a choice of a couple. Initially, I wanted to make it Star Wars related. Yeah. But then I thought, oh, should I? Oh, I don't know. But then I thought, oh, I probably should. Yeah. So I've decided to make it. It's a video game. It's Ooh. in the reign of, of Star Wars Battlefront 2. It's not Star Wars Battlefront 2. It is Star Wars Republic Commando. Okay. From 2005. Interesting. And it stars, it stars Tamura Morrison, Boba Fett, as, Repub- as, as Delta 38 Republic Commando himself. Right. So... I bet you. So I was wondering if there was a connection, and it's about it's about um, Delta Squad, an elite Republic Commando team from Attack of the Clones to Avenger the Sith, right? Okay. Um, taking them through the Battle of Geonosis, the Battle of Kashyyyk, all the classic battles of the Clone Wars, and you you play a Republic Commando. Meanwhile, while the while the battle's going on in the film, you're playing like a secret mission to like capture something or or take out a target, you know. Yeah, and your unit of Republic commandos, who are like the best type of clone trooper, you know. So that is my weekly wreck. It is Star nice. Wars Republic Commando. I'm going to give it a firm nine out of ten reels. Very nice. Great game on your on your uh, on your PS2. On your, I think it's yeah, I think that's a PS2 copy. I think you might be able to play it. I think there's a remastered version for PS4 now as well. There actually. is a remastered version on PS4. I've just searched it up. Oh, nice. Cool. Can you play it? I, I, I should. Uh, I believe there's a remastered version on PS4. And again, uh, we mentioned this a couple uh, couple weeks ago. I think, don't quote me on this, I think it's on PS Now, if you have PS Now. Okay, if you have PS Now, play Republic Commando because it's amazing. There I is know. a lot of Star Wars games on PS Now, and I think that might be one of them. Okay, cool, cool. Well, Republic Commando, one of the best Star Wars games out there. So that is my weekly rec, uh, Star Wars Republic Commando. Also, there's some great books as well. There's sort of accompany the, accompany the game, which is a weird companion piece for a video game, a book. But um, there's some great books as well, which sort of sell, tell some extra stories, tell some extra missions of um, Delta Squad, So, which is the squad you play in Republic Commando. Mm. That's my weekly rec. It okay. is Star Wars Republic Commando. Go out and play it. Great game. Um, and it is getting a solid 9 out of 10 reels. Yeah, so, but that's today. We'll come at you next week with part two of our Book of Boba Fett review. Yes. So for now, it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. And a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye.